All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is Byron Lazine, and I'm super pumped because today I've got a Tom Ferry Team Plus, right? Team Plus. Team Plus coaching client, just like myself. DJ and I uh, go back probably, like, I think the first time we hung out was here in Vegas a few years ago, maybe at a summit at or something summit. like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, DJ Della Sala, welcome to the podcast. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about where you're from, market you're in, how'd you get into real estate, your whole uh, story getting to, into real estate. Cool. Thanks for having me. So um, i uh, been in the business since 2006. We live in St. Augustine. I also have a mark um, an office 30 minutes north of us in Jacksonville. Um, that's a team office. Um, I, owned an, and I own an independent brokerage. So um, mainly focused on team building. Um, I do have another team within my brokerage and a few single agents that have been with me a long time. Um, so it's just, you know, been great really growing our market share um in in both markets and just crushing it you were just on tom ferry's podcast so for anyone that didn't catch that podcast i i want you to i thought it was really impactful when you started talking about yeah i got into the business in 2006 and we all know what happened after 2006 can you share a little bit uh about how, you know, how it was to go from 06 into those next few years. And really, you didn't leave the business, you just fought through those times and and ended up here where you are now. Can you talk about those beginning three or four years? Absolutely. So I I got in when it was it was booming. I had a friend, a close friend of mine that was working in the development just south of us and and they were killing it. And he he was like, Hey, you have all the intangibles to do this, go get licensed. So you know, I of course did. It was actually the same year that, uh, our year after I just had my, my son Noah, which is 13 now. And it, you know, it was time to, for me to decide. I came from a, um, industry, uh, cons- customer service industry in the restaurant hospitality world. So I was, you know, working in restaurants and which I kind of see a linear thing with real estate because, you know, it's just helping people, but to, in a different aspect and got licensed, was, Started with started with a brokerage and I like that analogy. I want to touch on that, but keep yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. So I started with a brokerage, you know, kind of like everyone else, and you know, just got my feet in it, and it and got approached by a developer, and they were doing a twenty-five home subdivision, and they it was a small builder, and he had they were looking for somebody to sit on site. I was brand new. They were offering kind of a salary position plus commission. Um, so that was pretty safe for me because, you know, my son's born. So I figured take the safe route, understand new construction a little bit um, and did that. I had 85% of the development sold out and all under contract, pre-sold wow. and it happened. Then, the fallout <laughs> happened. And those pre-sales started oh, to reverse themselves. They were gone. Every one of them yeah. lost every yeah. one of them. So it was back to the drawing board. The, um, they actually lost that development and, mm-hmm. you know, ended up selling, you know, several years later to Richmond American that ended up developing it out. But, um, it was crazy. It was crazy to, to see what, how good it was and how quick it ended really quick. So I knew, you know, I knew the business was for me. I love, I love people. I love real estate. And I just, I just knew that if I could just make it through those years that, you know, everything's comes in cycles. And I knew that. So we just kept plugging along, you know, I just kept plugging along. I went back to an independent brokerage that worked in, they work at a lot of condo management. So being in St. Augustine, it is a, a very, uh, Touristy. It's a tourist base. Sixty-five yeah. percent of our uh, popul- uh, our economy is based on tourism. So, 
And there's some college. I've never been to San Yeah, Flag- college, Flagler College yeah, is yeah. there. And uh, we have UNF in Jacksonville. But, you know, 65% of tourism, you know, the economy is based on tourism. So there's a lot of people from New York, New Jersey, Connecticut that were buying investment properties because, you know, you could get a condo for 150000 Sure. Rent it out nightly and and put you know probably get seven to nine percent on your money. Back then, no you know there was no banks paying anything, so it was a really really solid investment. Now those nice. condos are double, even better investment. So um, I was getting leads from there, and and it just just slowly just started building it up. I, I want to dig back into those years because I wasn't in sales. I I lost my shirt. I don't know if you ever saw that Tom Max talk that I yeah. did. Like I literally lost everything by my mid twenties, just based off of buying three homes from 19 to 21 during those years and making all the mistakes in the book, not knowing what I was doing, all that kind of stuff. So I wasn't, I knew the brokers in my area. I knew the agents just based off of looking at real estate and and being in the game more from buying and looking at properties Mm -hmm. because you were an actual agent and you were in sales during that time. Did you see, I'm always fascinated by this. Did you see agents and top brokers not miss a beat you were just starting off and Mm -hmm. and you had that new development that's a very unique situation did you see top agents not miss a beat during that time where the economy didn't impact them there was one definitely you know i think two of the top producers that are still around today that were just had such a solid and solidified brand and were ingrained in there and and you know, kind of goes to where we are building now and trying to just forcefully have that brand that everyone recognizes and goes to. Because everybody talks about, hey, the world fell apart. And, right. And, uh, you know, sales went down and absolutely they did. But you can go back, you know, I, I mean, I go back on my MLS and I look at those years and you can go back on any MLS mm-hmm. and there were sales in the marketplace. 100%. And we know that there is, you know, not a potential for something that, uh, large scale devastating to happen in in our immediate future but there is absolutely the potential for a recession Mm -hmm. uh, you know to hit real estate some say we might be in one right now like currently so um uh, certainly depending on what market if you're in new york city you might really be feeling those effects which is why i think all of us believe in brands so much right now Mm -hmm. right you're a big believer in Uh, in just building your local brand i'm really trying to dig into that Mm -hmm. to make sure that my team, the people that I care about are in the position of, we don't care what the market is. We don't care if the the units went down Mm -hmm. 40%, we're going to get ours. What are you doing to set up your team for that? Just anywhere and everywhere. I mean, I'm just so focused on, on if Facebook, Instagram, anywhere that we can be at any time, giving market updates, anything that we can, that, I just want the at bats yeah. somebody thinks about, Hey, I'm going to sell my house. I want us to be the team because we do have such a dominant market share right now. And I, and it's based on customer service and we do do the best job in my, you know, obviously in my opinion, it's going to be yeah. the best, but truly and we you have number on, one market share in your, in, in your market. So yeah. you are proving it in the numbers. Yeah. But to go back to, you know, just a brand on those individuals that made it, it wasn't any particular, you know, big brand or little brand. It was that individual that really, focused on on their personal our team brand there wasn't really teams back then but yeah in their community Mm -hmm. you said service customer service and and earlier you mentioned being in the restaurant business Mm -hmm. to me really good the reason i like to go to like high-end 
really fine dining establishments is because when you watch the way they work, mm -hmm. they don't make mistakes. I mean, everybody makes mistakes, sure, but, but, but you have an experience sitting there that like, this is flawless. Mm -hmm. They're doing everything a hundred percent correct. There's a whole entire team taking care of my table. Mm -hmm. I've always thought, I'm like, man, I want to get a workshop with like one of the best fine dining restaurants in my area with, with all my agents mm -hmm. and like make them like literally go through a day of being waiters and staff and, and all this type of stuff. What are new agents? Think about that, right? Okay. The restaurant business and sure. what are new agents missing when they're coming and looking for a, the right team or brokerage, right? Because if, if you're um, starting in the restaurant business, you're likely just taking the position that you're given. I see a lot of new agents making demands, looking at splits when they haven't done anything yet or they're right. focused on, on the split, right? Can, can you tie that together a little bit for yeah, me? Yeah, it's so crazy because you have new agents that come, that go through real estate school, which in my opinion should be a lot longer, especially in Florida. You know, it's 64-hour 60, class. And they understand how to keep themselves out of jail and, and to learn the laws, which are so important. And I'm so, so focused on making our industry better, but looking at, 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 you know, when I interview somebody and they say, Oh, I love houses and I love house. that's the worst. And I'm just like, oh, okay, this is, this is not good. You have to love people. You have to understand that the, this is the biggest financial decision that they're going to make. And one wrong, we talk about making a mistake in a restaurant. That's, they can recook the food instantly. They can repour that. They can change the tablecloth. If you make a mistake, this could impact the family and their children for forever, you know? And, and I think some people when they get into the business don't understand how serious it is. So I think it's important to look for a team or, you know, a brokerage that has a, a very leader that's, that's, that's ingrained in it. That's in the office. You know, I, I'm the first one in my office every day. I try to make sure that I'm on top of everything. What's going on in, in the industry. What's, what's the new. That's a great yeah. point, dude, because I think when, when I'm trying to make this, this comparison to a great fine dining establishment and a high powered real estate team, the great chef is in their restaurant every single day, right? Yeah. Like, you Picking know, not every fish. single day, but they'll send there. their fish back. They'll send right. the produce back. Absolutely. I, I worked in fine dining. They'll look at the produce as it comes in. If it doesn't meet their standards, they make them go get, you know, that's why they, a lot of new restaurants, you know, a lot of the restaurants now are doing it locally because they can get it right away. Being in fine dining, you know, years and many years ago, how much training, how, you know, every, when, when I go, I, I've had the opportunity to go and sit in on a couple of meetings uh, i guess they would be you know uh, before dinner meetings i don't know exactly what they're called shift uh, yeah shift uh, meetings basically okay. every day shift yeah. meetings every day right and there are teams real estate teams out there that are struggling to have a meeting a week right right is that more on um leaders just listening to their team and, and getting lazy with it like ah we don't need to meet we've got this we don't need the training we don't need all the reminders or or is it more on um, you know, the agents, yeah, know, I mean, just mailing it in. I stand in front of my team every day. We do a five minute, you know, meeting every day at eight 30 and there's the, my agents are trusting me. They're, they're trusting me because their families are depending on them providing a life for them. So if they're going to believe in me, I have to deliver for them every day. I have to be on top of it. I have to put them in the right mindset to perform some of the best, I, 
the difference in some of the fine dining restaurants that I worked at before their shift meetings, they would do things, you know, the good, the great restaurants that had the most accountability, they would, you know, make you come, you would come in an hour earlier than any other restaurant. They would bring out the special that day. They would make sure you tasted the special so you could feel the experience that you're going to talk about to your table when you're delivering what they want you to sell that day. And, and if you don't, you know, it's not reading off the thing, it's, or what the description is, it's memorizing it, internalizing it. Same thing in real estate, you know, what happens, you know, when you're training, what, you know, what a situation comes up, you know, I think that's important for new agents to kind of understand that you need like real life training. And, and now I'm stepping it up even more with my team. I have them sending me a leveled up text every day saying what they're doing to better themselves. And I'm responding. It's not. I'm not letting them just give me these little, you know, I watched this podcast or I, I read this. I'm actually digging a little deeper to understand like what they learned that day. And, and, and now I'm involving myself with them on an even deeper level. And it's been phenomenal. It's been kind of game changing for my team. Dude, I'm, I'm really pumped that we went there in the restaurant things. I always <laughs> think about that. Yeah. And, and to your point, the, the good ones are coming in an hour early. They're, they're basically doing that training mm-hmm. every single day. I believe in training every day, whether you're in real estate restaurants or something else. So mm-hmm. that, that's pretty cool that, that, that you went there, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, let's really look, dig into the new agent for a little bit. Okay. And then I want to talk about disruptors and, and then we'll wrap this up. For a new agent, that is focused on split as a team leader. Now this could help unlock the mindset for a new agent right now. It could also help unlock some things for a team leader. So I think it's going to help a lot of people when a new agent comes to you and they're focused on split, but you know that they got potential and you mm-hmm. don't want to just quit on them because they're like, why are you talking to me about split? We're 50, 50, whatever you guys are, right? How do you get them to see the numbers, to, to really see the breakdown of there's no such thing as 100%. There's no such thing right. as 90% because if you're going to run a business, if you're going to run a P&L, right. you're going to have expenses and they're going to exceed 10%, 15%, 20%, right? How do you help new agents see that when they've never done a deal, when they've never been in an office, they're out of the package? I think, you know, just showing them what my agents are doing currently you know, they're selling three per month and, you know, a hundred percent or 90% of nothing is 90% of nothing. So, so you show them other new agents, like, like, yeah. uh, like a before and after yeah, almost and I, photo in real estate. Yeah. I mean, we have an 87% fail rate in this in the, in the industry. And that's for a reason. Like, I'm like, Hey, look at how many new agents are, have joined my team, which, you know, I'd say 80% of my team members are brand new agents. Do you and, like brand new or or you got to fix some type of agents. But I'll take both. I think we're at yeah. the level. I love new agents. So because they, you know, people that want to come in and they want to learn. Um, I have agents their first year and first 12 months in the business that will exceed 30 homes. That's unheard of. And, yeah. you know, it's really unheard of and forget split. It's the bottom line and what they're able to make and what they're, it's on their tax return. Like we're, we get in this, we're the only industry we think about splits and stuff, but we need yeah. to just focus on what am I going to make this year? How am I going to make it? And I will get there. I'll meet agents where they are. If they want to make 70 grand, you know, 75,000 is basically the minimum to be on the team for us. So, um, which is two deals a month, two deals a month, 24 deals. Yeah. Yeah, Basically that's the standard, but, um, everyone else is, and two deals a month. I mean, think about that. Well, I mean, it's a lot and it's like with, I'm knowing a little bit about your team. Like it's a lot and it's not right because they're probably not doing a ton of administrative work and all this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, I have, I have a lot of team members that'll go to 10, six, eight, you know, there's just such a I, wide, I, I think I heard on the TF podcast, you, your agents aren't even, they don't even have time to lead generate because they have so many leads yeah. to work that you guys are supplying that it's like, you know, so no when open you talk houses, about, yeah. yeah, when you talk about no open houses, tell me about that. Let's, so we let's don't talk about that a little bit. Just, you know, we've tried to schedule the open houses and, and do it. And it's just with the amount of lead volume that's coming in, they're constantly showing property and they're constantly, you know, just on the grind. And it's, it's so their like, excuse of not having time is super legitimate because they're legit. on showings. And I don't want, I want them to have that flexibility because they're working so hard. And at that, if so do you hire showing agents to do open houses or do you just say to your sellers, we're not going to do open houses? No, I mean, in our market right now, you know, it's different. I mean, because a lot, you know, you can argue both ways on, on why to do open houses. You know, I won't dig into that, but in my market, if it's marketed correctly and it's priced accord, you know, with the market right now, it'll sell and it'll yeah. sell with, you know, it with the right marketing package. So we really are, you know, we're focused on that. We're selling that experience of, of the marketing and the experience on, you know, contract to close, because I think a lot of people forget about how tough that, you know, is on our side of, you know, once it does get under contract to close on how difficult that can be to navigate. All right. Before we get into some of the big news of the week and disruptors, I just want to ask you a quick selfish question. Uh, what do you think of the Florida market over, over the short term and, and let's call it the next 10 years. So the next two years to the next 10 years, I love Florida. It's my favorite state outside of Connecticut. I don't want all my Connecticut peeps to get mad at me. Um, but what do you see in the Florida in the Florida market? I see, I see an exponential amount of growth happening, and it's going to continue for the next ten years, especially. And I'll just speak for Jacksonville. It's okay. it's so large, and there's so many sections of Jacksonville that's that's significantly undeveloped right now that has just so much potential. With, you know, we have the uh, we have a, a great economy there based on on the uh, you know we have. Uh, transit with with the shipping we have the mayport naval base there there's just so many opportunities i think you can get so close to there um, grade a schools uh, systems in st john's county where st augustine is located so we keep winning best school awards that's like the big hit on florida overall is, yeah. is the school thing yeah so you know. i just think it's going to continue you drive through florida right now and it's it's still very rural in a lot of parts and i think you know with the, you know, no state income tax and, and just a lot of things that are driving people to us because of the significant savings that they're having, I think it's going to continue. I mean, nothing is maybe forever, but do you think the no state income tax holds long term? I hope, I sure hope so. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> it was close. I mean, you know, it was close. Uh, our governor race was, was, was really tight and it would have definitely changed that whole dynamic for sure. I think you think a new governor might've uh, yeah, looked at that. Yeah, it was, it was basically, you know, the, uh, Gillum that was running at that point, he was 100% going to implement it. So, wow. Um, so you just never know. You never know. So yeah. all right. There and uh, vote. On a, on a, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. On a macro level of real estate, I just want to pick your brain because you're somebody who has not only invested in yourself, in your team, right? In, mm -hmm. in your agents and your brand, but you have invested in Zillow, mm -hmm. for example, to get leads and, and other lead sources. And, you know, there's a lot of agents that'll sit on the bench. They won't ever try Zillow and they'll complain about it. And they'll complain that Zillow's stealing all their business that they ever, never even had, by the way. 
Um, when you hear people talk about Zillow as a disruptor to our industry, do you believe that? No, I, I don't see it because look at if they're a disruptor, then everybody's a disruptor because they've just found a way to get their, you know, get the public to their website to search for homes and talking with everyone at Zillow and, you know, from the top, you know, at the top levels, they are so focused on the customer service aspect that I think, you know, people seem to forget and they kind of sideline because right now, you know, with their algorithms and how they're scoring agents on conversations and working with them and how many homes we're selling and reviews, I think they are trying to put the customers first, which, you know, going back to why, you know, I got into the business. If we focus on, on the customer first, then there are no disruptors as long as us as team leaders, our brokerages are putting them first. So, yeah. So some big news and I, Listen, I agree with you, actually. You know, I, mean, I think most agents don't pick up their phone. And I mean, Zillow's numbers are right. Over 50% right. of agents don't pick up their phone. Mm-hmm. And to their point, they're a public traded company. They're running a business. It, people are not going to go on their site. if uh, And they've used this analogy, right? If you ordered a package from Amazon, which we just did yesterday. We had yeah. a package delivered here to the hotel, Sam. And, um, you know, had that package not shown up today, we probably would not go back to Amazon consistently every single day. Amazon made some ridiculously large news in our industry. It really, I don't know if you saw it this morning. This morning. So they partnered with Realogy and all the Realogy brands. Uh, essentially, they're going to generate leads through their platform, which we know has a large audience mm-hmm. already, and now hand them off to Realogy through this partnership. A lot of the details... Uh, of how exactly that's going to work out uh, are not released yet. And, you know, even talking to, you know, texting, I'm on some group chats and I'm sure right, you are yeah. too with some real yeah. GPs like, Hey, what do you know? I don't yeah. know anything. You're, you're hearing the news just like I am. Um, do you see Amazon as a disruptor or do you see it as another Zillow and, and it's going to be good for real G and, and bad for others? Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to say right now because the details haven't been released. I mean, but they are Amazon. They always try to find, you know, a way to do things at an amazing level. I found it interesting that they kind of partnered with somebody rather than creating their own experience. So I I found that to be, I think the most interesting point right now, because, you know, Amazon hasn't really given up much control ever of what they're doing. They've been kind of the opposite. So to do that, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, plays out long-term. That's a great point because their experience now is in the hands Mm -hmm. of a, you know, C21 agent, Sotheby's agent, uh, you right. know, CB, you know, name your, name your pick over there, Realogy. And so they're relying on an agent that they don't have any, that's a great point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I actually did not think of it through that. Yeah. Through that so scope. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And we'll, we'll see because, you know, we know they have the, you know, they've got the, the platform, they got the, the platform, the sure. money, they have the, they have the, yeah. they have, you know, they have the data, which everyone wants. So, I mean, that's, it, it'll be really interesting to see. Um, um, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, Zillow, how they kind of maneuver through it. Um, but, but, you know, realtor.com, Zillow, that, you know, those people that like those specific sites will, I think always tend to go there. We'll see. All right. One last question. If you're a brand new out of the package agent, okay, what would you do in your first 12 months? First 12 months, I would look for the highest producing team in your market that, that is hiring. Typically they're always hiring, honestly, because, they have the systems, they'll have the training. They actually, they're seriously investing into their agents because, Hey, um, 
if they don't get, you know, if you don't make money, they're not making money. So I think find somebody, I think you can learn a lot. Um, I think if you find the right team with the right culture, um, you'll learn so much from the agents within that team. Like my team, they're always sharing. Um, we have a group chat, they're sharing, you know, about vacation rentals. It's just, it's so cool to see everyone helping each other. And I think, um, I think sometimes it's hard if you go to a bigger place and, or a place that you're not in the office. And I think, I, I think I would just look for that. Find somewhere. I'm a big fan of the office. If you're getting into the business, I would jump in. I would put yourself in, into the office every day. You know, I know there might not be a lot to do, but just listening and hearing things going on around you, sponge it, take it all in. Just being in the game. Yeah. I am such a believer in that too, man. I, it blows my mind how many people are pushing virtual offices down new agents throats and it's like how do you ever get in the game if you're not even on the bench you learn so much from deal doctoring to you know oh my gosh i just heard him say that so i'm gonna say that or or she did this and that was great and it's it's crazy showing up in real estate Mm -hmm. literally is like half the battle right (laughs) right show up every single day somebody's gonna give you an treat it as a you know a nine to five just you know expect yourself to be a full-time job you know, don't get, don't get sidetracked, go into the office and just make it, make it your, make it your day. Dude, this is awesome. I hope I can make it up to, do you guys call it North Florida? Yeah. Is that what you call it? Yeah. North Florida? North Florida. I hope I can come up from Southwest Florida to North Florida. You better. One of these days. You gotta this check winter. it out. It's and awesome. I think you'll enjoy it. I know. I want to check out what you guys are doing because it's very impressive. Uh, the numbers you're putting up. So if you want to get to know more about DJ, we're going to definitely, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to it, go over to the YouTube uh, check out the description. We're going to have all the links over to DJ. Where do you, you want to get linked up? Instagram or uh, something? Instagram, DJ and Lindsay. So it's a DJ and Lindsay team. So DJ and A-N-D, Lindsay. I know Lindsay didn't want to get on the podcast today, <laughs> but uh, go over to the Instagram. Check these guys yeah. out. They are crushing it. Obviously, if you're thinking about getting a real estate in North Florida, these are the guys yeah. to link up with. Yeah, so. check us out on Facebook too. Lindsay's always putting out amazing content. So thanks awesome, for having brother. me. It's thanks been awesome. For, thanks for taking the time. Hey guys, thanks for watching the video all the way to the end. I really appreciate all your engagement, all your comments, and if you like this content, if you want to see more, please, I've got two videos linked up here, or hit the subscribe button so that you never miss a video again.